There's little doubt today that the Reserve Bank will lift its cash rate at 2.30pm this afternoon. And if the economists are right, it will mean Australia experiences its ninth straight lift. After all this pain, is the economy finally seeing the gains? Joining me now is the Opposition Treasury spokesman, Angus Taylor. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, PK. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the numbers are still high, but inflation is starting to moderate and will come down in coming months. Is he correct? Is that your view? Well, we certainly hope so. Um, It's been very high, 7.8%, and Australians don't need to be told that. They see it at the grocery checkout. They're seeing it in their energy bills. They see it in their mortgage payments. They see it in their rental payments. Uh, They're seeing it right across the board, and I think there's uh, many Australians with a mortgage today waiting with bated breath to see what the Reserve Bank does. If it's the ninth consecutive increase, uh, we'll have interest rates at a level that they haven't been at since Labor was last in government back in 2012, Uh, and this is going to be a lot of pain. Uh, We've got 800,000 Australians who will be moving from fixed rates to floating rates this year. Uh, Many of them have been on very low rates. Uh, They won't be on low rates when they move. And uh, so there's a lot of pain coming out there. We want a government who makes this an absolute priority. Not 6,000 word essays, but the inflationary and interest rate pressures that people are facing, uh, that that needs to be the number one focus of the government right now. New figures from the ABS show that retail sales volumes are down for the first time since September 2021. Mm. These rate rises are working, aren't they? Consumers are getting the message. Well, there's mixed messages in the economy, and, and I'm not going to try and forecast what the outcome will be. I'll leave that to others. But but on the one hand, we are seeing very strong inflation. Uh, you know, history, over the last few months, there's some signs of abatement. Uh, the job market's still very strong. I mean, we want a strong job market. That's a good thing, of course. Uh, but Uh, The real question is what happens to inflation from here? Uh, We don't know. What we do know is that Australians are copping a lot of pain and they need a government that has their back and makes this an absolute priority. Um, And uh, that's what we're asking for right now. Yeah, when you talk about it being a priority, what what would that look like? Well, making first, it a priority. First of all, it's not spending the summer writing a 6,000-word ideological essay, to be frank. But, but look, at, at a very yeah, practical I, level... I know that's a political point, well, but, the, but how did writing that essay over summer, honestly, in a practical level, affect the, the inflation rate? Well, government's about priorities. Government's about priorities. You choose to spend your time and, and, and the government's resources in particular ways, uh, and we want this to be a, an absolute priority. We've got a, a budget in May. We shouldn't have to wait till May to see a, a clear and coherent plan on this. Uh, we, we've got a government talking a lot about managing inflation and in interest rates, but we, we need to see that action. Oh, look, government can do things to take pressure off central banks, off the, off the Reserve Bank in our case. There's no doubt about it. That. The IMF told us that uh, just in recent days. Uh, there's things that government can do. Mm. Um, having significant off-budget spending, for instance, uh, is not the way to take pressure off interest rates and inflation, and yet we're seeing the government proceeding with its very significant off-budget spending proposals. The uh, IMF, you mentioned the IMF, also says the Stage 3 personal tax cuts should be reviewed mm. Uh, They favour high-income earners, as you know. The Prime Minister says he's got no plans to change the tax cuts, but do you... What what do you make of the IMF actually calling for for this to be revisited? Well, the IMF says many things. They can review it all they they like, but at the end of the day, the important point about this is in the absence of those tax 
cuts. We, we will see rising average tax rates for a large number of Australians. The impact of inflation uh, is you get a hidden tax. It's called bracket creep and, mm. and it means your average tax rate goes up because you go up into higher, more of your money goes into higher tax brackets. So that's punitive, highly punitive. It's a natural tax increase being built into the system when you've got high inflation. So there's a stronger case now than ever, in my view, to have uh, an adjustment to reflect that bracket creep um, uh, and, and to give that money back to Australia. It's their money at the end of the day. Uh, but but and- we still need to fund bigger ticket items, NDIS. We know Medicare reform is on the table. So accepting your argument mm. that uh, people should not be have punitive taxes, let's accept that. Mm. Where will the money come from? Well... It'll come from the same place as it came from when we were in government. We, we were managing the introduction of the NDIS and very significant increases. But what was in coming in NDIS. was well, not enough to, for, to pay for these increasing costs. So well, where would it come from? Well, that's not right. When, when we were in government, we saw government spending growing at a rate slower than the growth in the economy. This is the key. This is the absolute key. Now, we saw in the last budget... Uh, last year, late last year, Labor's last budget, uh, that they've given up on having an objective of budget balance. They've given it away. I mean, Mm. since the budget of Charter, uh, the Charter of Budget Honesty came into place under Peter Costello, uh, that commitment has been there. Um, It's now gone. And that's a very dangerous place to be when you've okay, got so rising inflation. Okay, so let me ask a specific question. We know Medicare reform is on the table. Sure. Uh, it, it looks like you're going to need more money for the health system, particularly doctors and dealing with that. Do you think that there should be an increase? in Medicare spending? Well, it remains to be seen. We've seen very little detail on what's being proposed. But do you I think mean, there uh, is a case? Do you know the well, case? I haven't seen the case. Well, bulk billing rates we, we know are, are troubled. We know that, that lots of people are not being able to see a doctor. Do you but, think but there the should be more money? are also telling us that they can do a lot more and uh, they are a lower cost than the GPs, so there's a bigger role for them to play. So, so what this means for the budget is very unclear at this point. We haven't seen much detail yet on the proposal coming forward from So you don't Labor. think there's we a do, case yet we, we do, well, we do for see a need the case. for more money in the health system? We, we do see... Well, there, there will be more money in the health system and there was more money in the health system under us as well. The real question is, can you contain your overall aggregate spending to a rate slower than overall economic growth? We did it. And we did it through discipline and managing things carefully. You have to make, you know, continual trade-offs. You have to be working hard uh, in ERC, Expenditure Review Committee and Cabinet, to, to, to make sure that you're, you're managing those things. Mm. It can be done. We did it. And we did it with significant growth in NDI spending and health spending because we know there are areas where there is natural growth. But the, the broader point on health is, look, we're looking forward to seeing the detail. We do see the case for a bigger role for, for pharmacists and allied health practitioners and uh, 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 nurse practitioners as well. Uh, but the detail's not there yet. Just finally, we've only got two minutes left, but I, I just want to hear from you. This voice to parliament issue is mm. dominating. Mm. I haven't heard a lot from you on this issue. Do you believe in the principle that uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders should have a voice to have uh, um, uh, that's enshrined in the constitution? Yeah, my, my strong view is is we want to see improvement in the lives of Indigenous people on the ground. That is just so crucial. Uh, and I've believed this for many, many years at a very 
personal uh, level. I do think the key to that starting point is you've got to get strong local governance. That is absolutely crucial. And of course, when we're in government, Ken Wyatt was prosecuting that case. And I think it's an enormously important case. Uh, the voice itself, which is which is at the much higher level, at the national level, um, we've, we, we just haven't seen the detail. I mean, Peter no, Dutton, but the principle, I asked you about well, the principle. The, 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 you know, Do you have objections to the concept, the concept itself? I, I have no objection to Indigenous Australians having a stronger voice, particularly a voice for their local communities and, that is and being heard. And if it's heard. enshrined in the Constitution, but, do you think that has merit well, as an I idea? Do, I don't know what it is yet. No, and, but the idea of it being enshrined in the Constitution, do you think that has merit? I find it very difficult to make a judgment on an idea where I don't understand the detail, PK. And and um, that that is the, the reality. It's it's how I sort of approach any issue. If you don't understand the detail, it's difficult to take a view on it. We're out of time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Opposition Treasury spokesman Angus Taylor there. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app. Hello again, podcasters. Just wanted to mention, if you're looking for more stories that help explain economics in a way that us non-economists can understand, I recommend The Money. Give it a try. It's easy to find on the ABC Listen app.